Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 305 for patch 6.2. We are a podcast about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface. And this is Root. Coming up here in episode number 305 of HearthCast, how to pick the best race class combinations in WoW. Back in my day, love is in the air edition. What goes through every WoW player's mind when they play Diablo. And we are going to play a round of AOE with Spanky Hunter. Straight to the heart. Oh, hey, Freck. Hey, Ruth. That went a lot shorter than I thought it was going to oh. do. <laughs> How was your week in the Blizzard universe? Um, Expensive. Expensive? Yeah. Would you buy more skins and more pets uh, and more mounts and more? I did, I did. <laughs> uh, well, and while I played a little bit on Mooka, my uh, Torrin Mur- Shaman. Murka? No, Mooka. Murka? Mooka. It says Murka here in the... No, it doesn't. It doesn't? It's Italian for cow, don't okay. forget. Captured a bunch of uh, widow waptas. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say widow waptas? Yes, I did. <laughs> Are we hunting rabbits? <laughs> no, yeah. No. There's a um, there's a quest in uh, Northern Barrens that kind of parodies that where you get. Oh, you weren't. Oh, no, that... th- this is the actual quest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hunting waptas, and like the whole like text thing <laughs> talks like that. I was going to goof on you, but you're saying that's the actual. <laughs> no, yeah, this actual quest. <laughs> that's pretty funny, right there. Widow waptas. W- what? <laughs> are they widow? Or are they widowed? Are they like? Did they well, lose the, their husbands? No, the widow. The widow. Because you shrank them. <laughs> what? Why don't I remember this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the type of thing I'm enjoying right now. <laughs> With the weapons, all right then. Yeah. Uh, so I've just basically stayed on her and playing the low level stuff. Um, played some Diablo for maybe a couple hours this weekend. My husband wanted a seasonal character. He only had a normal one. Had not played the season at all. Um, so a couple of friends and him, it's a total of four of us, helped power level him to level seventy. My, how the tables have turned. I know. <laughs> it took us an hour and a half. I mean, I don't. I only know this because I was looking at the, at the Skype call duration. Oh, okay, we were right. Done. And that was like with some breaks in here and whatnot. We think it's about an hour and a half from level one to level 70. Wow. Just kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's ahead of me in Paragon levels already, so... Well, yeah, he's now... Just, he's yeah. just all about that now. He's, sure. He's, you know, he's got his fixations, so... That's how he works. That's how he works. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but like I said, this week was expensive because they came out with two different things in Here's a Storm that I needed. They had the uh, Lunar Festival bundle, which came with a new skin for Jaina Proudmore. Now, this might sound like I'm being very nitpicky, but Jaina in Here's a Storm looks like she has a black eye because she has her hair swept over her forehead and it cast a shadow on her right eye and to me it looks like she has a black eye and i don't like it all right well okay and i know it's a weird thing to complain about but they had this bundle that had a new skin for her where she's wearing a very pretty dress and i geeked out and then um the leeming bundle was going away soon a leeming is the new hero 
She's based off Diablo 3. Okay. But the bundle, you get her, and you get a really cool skin, and you get this, like, uh, chariot type thing for her. Oh, Lee this, Ming. This mount. Lee Ming. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was hearing, like, Lee Ming, like you're going to, I don't know, the act of Lee Oh. Like you're no, Lee Ming. <laughs> Lee Ming. Anyway, so she's got this like mound that's like bright purple and pink. Oh, that's, and, that um, sold you right there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to look how much money I was spending here as a store just because I'm like, all right, that is pretty. And I need it. <laughs> all right. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop. It just, they got me. I found out the, the best way to uh, not spend money in Here's the Storm. Not play. Not play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't load it up. I don't spend any money. Oh, which, by the way, you need to tell your son to play yeah, one you know, more game. What happened? Somebody, it, it came through some weird channel. You talked to, like, some mutual friend who then passed a message to my daughter, who then passed <laughs> a message to my son, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> okay, here's what happened, right? So we have our core group of people, our Sorbus, another couple that you both know. Right. And we got in uh, my husband's friend randomly. Like he, it was only like his second time playing Hots, but he was the League of Legends player, so he wasn't altogether unfamiliar with it. And after we've been playing for about half an hour, I all of a sudden go, "Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, I should have friended you. I should, <laughs> I should have sent him a referral link." By the time I remembered it, he was already level six. Uh, too late. Too late. But I was looking at my referrals, and I and I have you, which is awesome. Yay! And I have. Uh, like an alt account that I made that I haven't gotten up there yet, but I'll probably have to. The terminology is Smurf for this. Smurf, thank you. Oh, you're schooling me. <laughs> and then I see your son is like level nine and nine oh! tenths. I'm like, why would he do that to me? All right, well, in his defense, he is in build season right now for his robotics group. Oh, so school. No, it's robotics. No. Okay. It's extracurricular. Oh. Um, but smart, I, smart kid stuff. Smart kid stuff. <laughs> it's like sports, but robotics, okay? Stuff that's actually going to help him get into college and yes. be successful and all yes. that stuff. Yeah. But I really just want him to play more video games. <laughs> all right, I, will, I will talk to I did talk to him about it. I was like, dude, what's going on? Tell him, say, son, you need to stop putting so much effort into academics. <laughs> You play more video games. Yeah, uh, that'll go over really well in the household of roots. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> However, being that he's that close, I might just tell him, you know, just, just yeah. go. You know, or just have him just log in his account and just play for him. I could just send him, send you his login. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Probably be a little bit more secure for you to do that. No, that way he'll actually win. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my expensive week. How has yours been? Mine's been pretty good. I have been focusing on trying to get my alts geared up to actually get in and run some LFR with them all. Okay. Um, trying to get just back into that whole scene. And uh, I noticed I was like really close and I'm still really close. And I'm trying to do all the little tricks, you know, upgrading the stuff with whatever you can do to upgrade them. Uh, getting, you know, the, the stuff from uh, Tanan Jungle. The, uh, what are the, I don't remember what they're called. Some, not the crystals, but whatever they're called, you can use to upgrade the baleful tokens yes. and stuff to upgrade those. Buying stuff off the auction house, and I'm, I'm right at the cusp of being able to get it. I think you need to be like 615, and I'm like 613. I mean, I'm like right there. So I just need to, you know, I don't know, run some more dungeons or something. But I imagine by the end of uh, this week, I will be running some LFRs. We'll see how that goes. Because 
Mind you, I have taken one of my tunes in LFR, my Hunter in the LFR. It's pretty easy. As far as LFR goes, things were not just constantly wiping. Of course, I'm still at the lower level LFRs with him. So now I'm trying to get my mage in there, fruit, my mage, try to get him in there and uh, do the same thing. We'll see how it goes. Now, normally, if I take root in there, my main, then LFR is, is nothing. It's because, you know, I'm not, you know, out gearing it completely. So I'm more interested to see how the dynamic works with a character who's just coming into it. Because this is going to start off back in Blackrock Foundry or whatever it is in the, you know, initial LFR. What's this called? The it's got to go through a wing or what's it called? Like the four walls of the walled city. Oh, okay. You have to do so that high mall. first. Yeah, high yeah, mall. Yeah, that's the first black one. Yeah, you got to go to high mall and into the walled city. That you have to do that one. You can't skip it. Right. It's a prereq. All in in LFR, the prereq is the previous that's, wing. That's how it's always worked, though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to doing that, and uh, it's just been been that. Just, of course, doing my regular stuff, doing my my what I call my dailies in the garrisons and. Going into Tanan Jungle and killing the champions there and running up and uh, killing uh, uh, Supreme Lord Kazakhstan. So just continue to do all that rigmarole that is our current daily grind slash weekly grind in, in World of Warcraft. And hey, Rude, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well, podcast birthday. Podcast birthday. Yeah. Seven years. Seven years on the... 17th. That 17th. was the very first published episode. Which was like a give me a minute or do you have a minute or what do you do, what do, you do on Patch Tuesdays or some little like two minute, five minute thing we put up. Yeah, that was, uh, I think when we first started, we wanted to do uh, push out these little mini episodes individually. Right. And then we realized, oh, we don't, we, we need like the, uh, the banter. Yeah. Neither of us do well just recording something solo, so. Well, I do. Well, <laughs> all right, but not as good as when you were with me. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been seven years, 300, and what is this? Five episodes? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. So, grats. Grats to you. Grats to you. <laughs> right there. Yay. In my day, the love is in the air edition. You know, I realize I've been comparing this holiday to how it used to work. Yeah. And it hasn't been this way in seven years. <laughs> I was well, lo- oops. <laughs> I was looking it up and apparently the, the old way went from 2006 to 2009. Oh, okay. And then they updated in 2010. <laughs> But then I thought, well, maybe there's a lot of people who aren't sure how it used to work. You know what it is. What is it? It just might be where you were going with this thought, but they tried it once and like, I don't like this holiday, so they've skipped it ever since. That's true. And when you compare it to how it was, it's it's worth giving another go, if that's the reason. So how was it? All right. Well, few differences. The overall gist of it was pretty much the same in that... The the guards, the the fighters are quote infected with uh, this love bug. That's not quite the words they use, but basically they're concerned that the guards are keeping their defenses down, that they're distracted, you know, by this love stuff, and they're looking into the source of it. And it turns out to be you know a mad scientist that his whole plan was to distract people with love. 
okay. for more. Now, I won't go over um, all the specifics of how it works right now, um, but there is a lot to do with the uh, lovely charms that you can get from a lot of different uh, sources. You can get them from killing um, pretty much any mobs out in the world. And you combine the charms to uh, make a bracelet, and then you can use the bracelets for um, currency. Now, back in the day, well, first of all, you had to spray yourself with cologne or perfume. And then you were able to give a love token to an NPC in one of the major cities. This cologne or perfume, you you could buy it with silver from the vendor, and it did not disappear after the holiday was over. So it's, you still had the... Yeah, that's, I still have them. Bottles on, of perfume. I still bottles of perfume on a character on a server I don't play on anymore. <laughs> okay. But they're still there. Now, female NPCs were attracted to players who were wearing cologne, and male NPCs were attracted to players who were wearing perfume. Did it matter if you were like a male character wearing nope. perfume or cologne? Nope. Did oh, not matter. Did not matter. Did not All matter. Right. It's like some serious hormones in those perfumes. <laughs> yeah, pretty or much. Pheromones, I guess. Isn't yeah, pheromones. So let's say you put on some perfume. And you're walking around Iron Forge. Now you can give any of the um, NPCs there a love token. And they, in return, would give you a gift of adoration. Now, this gift of adoration was a container, and it was the only way to get rare items like the romantic picnic basket or the pet petal feet or the black lovely dress. When you received a gift of adoration, you would get a debuff that said adored. Hmm. Lasted for 60 minutes. While you had this debuff, you could not get another gift of adoration. Okay. Now, during this time when you had this debuff, if you tried to give a love token to an NPC, instead of a gift of adoration, you would get a gift of friendship. There are different items in this container. No rares. But it was still useful because you still needed to collect a set amount of items from both the gift of adoration and friendship and combine them into a gift collection for each city, which would give you a buff. So what, you had to go to different cities to do this? You didn't have to. If you wanted the achievement, you did. Um, But you basically got the same stuff. If you were after a particular type of buff, you would need to go to a particular city. Now, sometimes you would get rejected after giving a love token to an NPC, and you would get a debuff of Heartbroken. Aww. And that lasts an hour unless another player used a friendship bracelet on you. Which they had to assemble themselves from tokens and everything else, right? Um, I believe that is from the gifts of friendship. Oh, right. So someone had to have them in their bag already, and... Back in the day, you would see people yell out, you know, someone come unbreak my heart, somebody give me a friendship bracelet. You know, it was, people had to call out to get someone to help them. Did they do the lyrics to that unbreak my heart song? Um, I always did. <laughs> like, I don't know about you. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wasn't the only one, but it wasn't everybody. And also back in the day, the lovely dresses were for a quest chain. And you only got one dress per character per year. And then you put that on your bank alt. Right. Regardless of. Now you get an option of red, blue, or purple from the quest. 
And the black ones were very rare. They only came from the gift of adoration. So they weren't a guaranteed drop. Mm. So seeing those dress, it's not like now where you can go pick them up at the auction house. You get 20 for gold. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not like that now. So you have to kind of look at this and go, well, why do they change this stuff? But just listening to you, it sounds complicated. It was complicated, but it's still complicated now. But the difference is people don't like having to log in every hour. That's true. That is something that people have criticized the garrisons for. Yeah, like, the Facebook. Oh, you're, you're quote, yeah. forcing me to log in every so often. But it's true. A lot of players just want to log in once a day, a couple times a week, get their stuff done. And this absolutely required, if you were after something in particular, there are days where you just had to keep logging in every hour, get the gift of adoration. It's obnoxious. Yeah, I can see that. Cause you, yeah, because a lot of people just simply cannot do that. Right. And also, it does seem a bit like in the new edition, you are participating less in the romance side of it. I mean, right now, there is a goblin who is peddling Valentine's Day stuff. So he gives you tokens for giving people samples of chocolate or samples of perfume. As opposed to back then when you would actually, you know, supposedly give an PC Valentine. It seems like they've taken the forced social aspect out of this. Because what, what I'm understanding is back in the day, you had to get people, if you had the unbroken debuff, you had to get people to come over and give you a friendship bracelet. You did. However, it didn't take much more than just asking in, say, for somebody to give you a bracelet. They added achievement last year that gives you the toy called Trula Prism. The achievement is called They Really Love Me, and you have to have 50 love rays active on you simultaneously. Oh, wow. So that's going to require a group. Um, I haven't done it yet. That's my goal for this year. But it seems like there's a lot of people reporting that there are um, people using the pre-made group finder. Okay. And kind of swapping and taking turns. All standing around in a circle, and then the group leader just like calls one person to stand in the middle. Everyone shoots at them, (laughs) you know, and repeat. Okay. So. That sounds like a smashing good time. (laughs) That actually requires more social interaction than anything of the old, the old version of Love is in the Air. Uh, Yeah. I'm just having flashbacks of when we would go into LFRs back at uh, Cataclysm, when we all went and got our our rainbow trinket. Uh, You remember the rainbow trinket? Oh, I still have that. Yeah. It shoots the rainbow. And we would, we would all went to LFR, and our whole group would simultaneously use our trinket to shoot a rainbow at the boss. And people were like, what's going on? So I can kind of see this, but okay. just with a larger a larger group in, in a circle. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to attempt that sometime this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drag you with me. Like, what's that look, Freckle? <laughs> Like, wait, how'd I, how'd I sign up for this? <laughs> it's for the show, Root. <laughs> Honey, I'll be right back. I need to go stand in a circle and have people shoot love beams at me. <laughs> but it's for the go show. Go over perfectly. Yeah. It's for the show, honey. It's all good. Uh, it's... Uh, I, you know, I'm actually my curiosity is peaked on that. I, I would like to see exactly how that works. If it's difficult, easy, you know. So. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that is uh, back in the day. You like it better this year? 
Or now, compared to then, 2009? Um, I do like not having to log in every hour, yeah. But I do miss my perfume bottles. <laughs> <laughs> They're still sitting there on that still one tune. Still sitting there, yep. Be there for... Different race and class combinations in WoW. It is the question that comes up every expansion, Freckleface. People always say, what is the best race class combination in the game right now? What's the best? What should I play? I kind of think the question they're really asking is, what can I play with a minimum effort that will get me to the top of the meters in LFR? Because when you look at it, that answer changes in the game based on composition of the team they're on, how they play. There's so many factors that changes that answer. What their eye level is, a lot of things. Now, by my count, there are 115 race clash combinations currently in the World of Warcraft. That's uh, 57 for the Alliance and 58 for the Horde. Horde for the win on that one. My count is way off. I don't know what I was counting, but I wasn't <laughs> expecting that many. There's a lot. Apparently, yeah, there's a lot of them. And remember, Blizz is going to be expanding that with a whole other class in Legion, with a Demon Hunter, and also additional race class combos, like now the with the Gnome Hunter type thing coming up. So that number is just going to increase. Now, there is no one standard that you can use to determine what would be the best combination out there, regardless of what people might say in the forums or anywhere else. It's there's no one standard because there's things you have to consider. Each race has its own racial ability that is going to be better in certain situations or more economical in other situations, or just speak to a player in even other situations. Like I like the goblin rocket boost. That's my safe fall. If you fall from a height as a, as a goblin and you're falling down on the ground, as soon as you get really close to the ground, if you use your rocket boost, you'll just boost and jump like normal. There are available talents in different specs that are going to lend themselves better in different situations. Again, that's going to look at your, your team dynamics, your group dynamics, what your team or group might need out of a particular talent tree. Lore plays a huge role in in this decision, especially in RP servers. There are just things that you're not going to do in certain R, you know, in an RP realm. Well, even if you don't go to the extreme of playing in RP realm, I know that's not an extreme, but um, even if you're not making extra rules for your character, you know, saying like, well, Torin Shaman feels right because Torin are connected with nature and Shaman are connected with nature as opposed to a Goblin Shaman. Goblins are all about like tearing stuff down, making machines, making stuff more efficient. And Shaman is, you know, connected with nature. And it's like, Tree huggers. Yeah. It is, <laughs> the lore isn't always about rules. It's more of just like, all right, what what sounds right? What feels right? Right, and that leads into the play style. Some people are only concerned with that number. What is going to be the highest number I can get out of the DPS for this expansion? That's what I'm going to concentrate on playing, and that might change patch to patch inside the game where they tweak something, and now you realize, okay, what I was doing with this race class and spec is no longer going to get me to where I wanted to be 
and people will change and they'll now go to the next, whatever the hot flavor is. Another aspect is team needs. We kind of hinted on this one a little bit, but if you are on a serious raid team, what you do is dependent on what your raid team needs. What race class spec combo you decide to play is going to be on what race class spec combo your raid team needs. They need particular heals that have a particular ability to decurse or do whatever. They're going to have you as a healer play that particular style. Same with tanks and DPS. Whatever the raid team needs is going to dictate what you as a player does. And lastly, and I think what's the most important is what feels right to you as a player. I can remember, Freck, when you discovered the Hunter. I remember you sitting across the table and going, why wasn't I doing this before? This has everything I love to do. I get to go out. I get to collect pets. I get to do this. You just I get to stand back during combat. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else gets to take the blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can. What is that thing you do? You uh, well, you can uh, misdirect. You can misdirect. You right. Know, well, like, yeah, and feign death and yeah, go invisible. It was all these things that really spoke to you, and that you're like, I'm there, right? And you just you adapted to it so well. Now, when you go back and you kind of look at things, each. Race class combination it has basically its own starting quest line. Well, each race. Sometimes it's a class in there too, because at least back way back in the day, if you were a warlock, then you had to go do some warlocky stuff. That's true, but there's not a lot of that left anymore, though. They took out a lot of the class specific stuff. They, they really did. They bring it back, but they really did take a lot yeah. of it out. But there are still probably five, at least for the first five levels, there are some stuff like oh, go see. Go see this guy. He's the priest in town. Well, that's true. Every every uh, class has their own trainer quest. Sure. Yeah. So they and kinda... I noticed that it's like, oh, well, reach level four and then learn this ability and then use this ability on training enemies. But like you said, the class-specific quests have kind of diminished over the years. I was always so excited as a warlock to you know find these places. That were out of, off the beaten path, down a dark alley, under a you know a, a, a kitchen somewhere, to go train an imp. You had to fight the imp to get the imp. So you had to do all these cool things. I remember that, yeah. And while those might be gone, they're kind of coming back in Legion with class halls. So there are going to be class specific things to do again. Do you remember having to go to the vendor and buy like the specific grimoire that you needed? I still have it. Oh, do you? Uh, you'd be, well, that you're talking about. Uh, there was a grimoire you needed. You needed um, to train all your individual. Oh, that! Pets. Oh my goodness, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, wow. it was complicated. Yes. I do. Wow, See, I thought you were talking about the the Dreadsteed quest when you had to have all the the four different items. Oh, I didn't get items. that far. My warlock that I started, I think she's level fifty something. Well, you had to be sixty to get that, right? Was, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So I can't remember having those items in the guild that I was in. I was the guy who had those items. And you could use them for anybody. As long as there was a warlock, you could put down, the because there was an imp in a jar and there were certain things. All the warlock in our group had to do was go collect a certain amount of uh, shards of some kind of black, I don't know, slate. I forget what it is. Some kind of earth they had to go get in Burning Steeps or somewhere. But yeah, those were, and I hope there's something like that coming back in Legion because that to me really highlighted the class that I was playing and I really, really enjoyed that. 
So when people ask me this question, like, hey, what should I play? What is the best class, spec, race, combo? It's like, no, just go with what you like. Listen to your playing style. Try different things out. And by, and by try, I don't mean go to level five. I mean level something up into the 40s, into the 50s, and even up into the 90s. Until you understand what that class is doing. You might find, like I found, I rather enjoy the mage. I'm still a diehard warlock fan, but I really, the, the mage, the rotation, it's to me more logical than the rotation I have with the, the warlock. Now, if you are a person who you might be more of a solo player, you can do like what Freck was talking about before. Have a class that has a pet, like a hunter, and that pet can take the aggro off of you. Especially now in Warlords of Draenor, if you have a bodyguard and a pet, that's just, you know, you got two people on your team. You, you are a group of three already running around. Same with Warlock, and there's some other pet classes in there, but Hunter being the, the primary pet class there. If you're more of a person who wants to get stuff done quickly and not waste a lot of time in a queue, then a tank or a healer might be something that you look into. However, I recommend having some thick skin as a leveling tank or healer because you're going to get called everything under the sun, and ain't none of it going to be good. And it's just, it's a sad state of the game's in. But if you aren't not hitting on every single cylinder and firing 100% as a tank or a healer, it's going to get told not to, not to play that anymore. So persevere through that and uh, you'll be fine. So usually what happens is people come to me and they'll say, hey, look, I checked out this particular website. It tells me that this class is the highest DPS in the game. So I'm going to go do that race class combination and I'm going to have the highest DPS in the game. And my answer to that is simply, no, you're not. When you're sim crafting, you're taking the best opportunity available. So if I had the character who had the best in slot, everything was doing the best amount of damage, was doing everything, firing on all cylinders, just doing 100%, 100% of the time, here's what theoretically you can max out at. They forget the human element. And I've seen some websites that kind of go, okay, here is more realistically what you're going to get, but still that is still sim crafting. And there's so many elements that cannot be put into sim crafting. Environmental aspects, lag, missing a, a particular cooldown. There's so many things. So I don't go with sim crafting at all. I go with kind of what I like, what works for me. But that question of what is the best combination is something we all have to live with every expansion even through the expansions where people because you see it on on the subreddits all the time hey i'm thinking about coming back what's the best it's like no don't don't do this now the answer my answer i think is a lot easier than most but before i get to that we did ask all of you what your favorite race class combination was and this is what some of you had to say well, Martine says Night Elf Druid because it feels as fantasy as you can get. Elf that shapeshifts into so many forms. Pure Warcraft, in my opinion. Squinty Eye says the Draenei Priest, mostly because that's my main in the only level 100. Andy Caster says Night Elf Druid because Druids rock and Night Elves are hot. 
Jiffy says Forsaken Death Knights. Nothing like a player being dead, dying twice, and still kicking butt. Poppin says a dwarf rogue. Look how cute I look. Our racial is like a second cloak of shadows, which is really nice. Matt Cavity says human paladins and orc shamans are the two most iconic. Cameron says human everything. The racial is really nice for leveling in PvP. Plus, mogs look great on them. Also, lore reasons. Josh chimes in and says Night Elf Druid is the only way to go. That's what I mean. Shadow Meld is amazing. Cuddles says Pandaren Monk because hairy, overweight male that loves beer just makes sense for me for some reason. <laughs> Zombie Dan says Drain Night Hunter self-healing with a combat pet. Lele Wynn says I agree with Zombie Dan and wants to add Beastmaster as Spirit Beast for symbiotic relationships and heals for both. Erlina says the favorite race class combo would have to be the female dwarf hunter. Eugene says Human Rogue, human for PvP trinket. FC says a Night Elf Druid, lore, aesthetics, and just a lot of fun. Original cinematic back from 2004 hooked me on the idea. And TyberWow says I'll go with Tarn Paladin because holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. Holy because his Paladin uses yeah, the Holy Light yeah, and then. Yeah. And a cow because he's his taran, which is like a cow, cow. person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Murka, because Murka, Muka, Muka, Muka. Folks, just play whatever feels right to you, and what might seem right for you is not going to seem right for everybody. What's your favorite? Warlock, Goblin, Goblin Warlock, Goblin Warlock. See, my actual favorite combination. Is a Worgen Druid. I've got one because, of those too. Right, because you can shape shift into you know all the stuff that the Druid can do, and then you can also turn into a wolf and go back and forth between a wolf and a human. And I like it. My only complaint on that is I want to stay in one form or the other and not like I wish I could be in combat as a human, not automatically oh, transform yeah, into a worgen. But you get your strength from the the wolf. Okay. So, but like I said, play whatever feels right to you and what you seem right for. Experiment with the different races, classes, and specs. You know, you never know what's going to be right for you in this game, and what that answer is might change expansion to expansion. That's very true. What every WoW player thinks while playing Diablo. The first thing you're gonna think. Why can't my bank in WoW be shared between characters? Yeah. It's so easy. You just put it in your stash. You log into a new character. It's there. It'd be like almost having your own personal guild bank. But just yeah, like kind a, of. Yeah. 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 You know, I wonder if they could do that with a void storage. Just put money in the void storage and then have it, you know, account accessible. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. These NPCs are really chatty. They talk a lot. They talk a lot. A lot. Like the quest givers, like keep talking after you're done picking the quest. And then all your followers keep talking. They just say random things to you. Yeah, they need to not talk as much. You pass by someone on the street, they, they're like, hey. <laughs> Is that all you say? No, they're like, oh, there goes that warrior. I mean, I like it, but. They salute you in your garrison. Well, true. 
It's just, they're very chatty in Diablo. Not used to it. Used to seeing text, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, once you played through once in unlocked adventure mode, you realize the experience is kind of like leveling through using dungeons, but without the queue, without other <laughs> <the> people. <laughs> And so, stuff scales. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the dungeon without all the bad. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> Armor die. We need that well. We really do. Didn't they have it at one point in time? Or No. I thought we had some kind of die at one point. Was it cloth no. die? Some kind of die? No. No? Not right. in well. Okay. Not in well. And I, I think what it is, I do think there is a level of detail in the uh, Warcraft armor that's just kind of like up a notch from mm. other games. That it's it's specific. They don't code it so that it could be changed in color. But in Diablo, I make everything I wear purple. Really? Head to toe purple. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's just how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're rolling without a mount. Yeah, I know. Really would amount up in Diablo. Well, there's some skills that allow you to do that if you train into it. Some of your tunes. To mount up or just yeah. to run really fast? Mount. Oh. Yeah, there's the, I think it's, it's Barbarian or Crusader, whatever one I don't play and Siren does play. I think it's Crusader. Uh-huh. It has an ability that, that puts them on a horse and mounts them up. And they run. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. So at some point you'll have the thought, so I can just go to any zone I want. I know. Instantly. That is crazy. I know. You go stand on the so teleporter. The map, yeah. yeah. You're like, I want to go to this place. And you're there. So I was running something with Dead Guy and his brother, and that's what it was. It was like, okay, we have to go to where all the rifts were. And so you would look for like a, I think it was a key or something on the map location to let you okay. know. And so we were just running rifts one time. Right. He's like, okay, look at your map. We're going here. I'm like, okay. And that's just crazy because you just go there. You just go there. Yeah. yeah but even, even besides that, if you're leveling up normally, campaign mode, going to the storyline, it's still like, hey, go to this new place, and you open the map and you just go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the to know the flight path or anything. Yeah, and like halfway through, you're like, oh, my bag's full. You hit the teleport to town button. Right. Go deal with your stuff. You hit the little portal thing that opened up in town, and you're right back to the spot that you came from. Which is awesome. Yeah. You might have a wild player say, hey, well, I'm pressing my two mouse buttons. Why aren't I moving forward? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm pressing my middle mouse button. Why aren't I going backwards? That's um, that's your ability button there. <laughs> I know. You know, and I still do that. I'll try to go forward. I'm like, oh, it's, it's usually in town. Yeah. And I'm like doing my, you know, launching bats at someone's face or something. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, do you want to buy from me? Or, you know, it's going to launch, launch more bats in my face. Because <laughs> every time you do that, the price goes up, mister. Yep. That trash mob just dropped a legendary item. What the what? Crazy. You know, it's the weirdest thing. And that was one of the things I had a hard time getting my, my head around. Because I'm used to killing the boss, the final boss, to get the big loot. Not so in Diablo. No. Anything can drop a legendary. Anything in the environment that you can smash, you smash it because it can have a legendary. And also, it's very satisfying. That box. Smash it. That table. Smash it. The wall hanging. Smash it. The door. Smash it. The chest. Smash it. Tree stump. Smash it. Tree. Smash it. I think there's a pattern there, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you smash everything. You do. It's fun. It's really fun as a barbarian. 
Oh, yeah. I've got my two-handed weapon. It's really big and glowy. Yep. And, of course, after beating the big boss, you're going to ask, is there a weekly lockout? Nope. 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 <laughs> no lockouts. Just grind. Just grind it. Grind it, grind it, grind So Diablo is very fun. I've hit level 70. I've gotten up in Paragon levels. I'm still working on my seasonal achievements. But coming to the game now, before when I played it, I didn't have really much experience in playing um, MMOs or any other game. And even though it's not an MMO, I can appreciate it because I can play WoW. Yeah, and see, that's one of the things I think that still gets me. Because I'll jump in there and I'll be like, where is everybody? <laughs> Where are all my fr- I see my friends are playing Diablo. Where are they? You just jump into their game. I know. Yeah. I remember I had, uh, when I was playing about a year or two ago, I had a guy jump into my game. Now, in order for somebody to jump into your game, you have to be battle.net friends with them. Right. And you have to have set your game to public. So apparently I had done that. And this guy jumps in my game. And I'm like, what's going on? And he, we go, we kill a bunch of stuff, and he's making it more difficult, and he really wasn't that good. And she so was kind of like really crimping my style because I really wanted to do something else, but he was going and triggering events, you know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll go do that. And then dying, and I'm like, this isn't so good. And then he leaves. I'm like, well, okay, good. He's gone. And like, that was just a surreal experience for me because I didn't know who this person was, why they're in my game, why they didn't play really well, why they were causing all... It's just, it's just so many whys. Questions I had, Freckleface. Question marks. Tons all of over them. the place. And they weren't giving me quests either. Just No. No. So he leaves and I kind of like, okay, back to my thing. I kind of dismiss it as just a really weird thing that happened, you know, on my way to slay the demon. Then two days later at work... A guy walks up to me. He's like, dude, I had so much fun the other day. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, in Diablo. I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, I joined your game. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm this guy. You know, I'm that barbarian. I'm like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. You know? <laughs> but you know, it's funny because after that, actually, he was laughing about it. And uh, he wasn't very good, actually. But uh, we actually joined other games and... We, you know, then it was okay because I knew who he was. I knew what he was going to do and you know, everything was cool. But at that point in time, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like, you ruined my day. <laughs> we didn't really, but you know. That's why you use comments on your, uh, on your, on your friend list. Set a note. Well, here's the thing. Like when I friended him, I friended him in WoW. So it was on battle.net, but it was in WoW when I friended him. So I wasn't expecting him to jump come over in oh, Diablo. Oh, yeah, yeah. All confusing now. It was very. Yeah. And I think that was right around the time when they merged all that kind of stuff together. So it was, you know, it was it was interesting. So if you've got something that you think as a WoW player while you're playing Diablo, let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter at Hearthcast, at Hearthcast Frack, or at Hearthcast Root. Well, Freck, as promised, AOE is back. I'm so excited. We have Spanky Hunter on the line with us now to play our first round of Hearthcast AOE in 2016. Spanky, how are you? Hey, everybody. I'm great. 
it's nice and nine o'clock in the morning here on the Gold Coast and in Australia, and I've got my coffee and I'm good to go. Nice. Now, um, now you've been interacting with us uh, for a while. You always have good feedback for us on Twitter, um, you know, when we throw out questions and everything like that. So really excited to have you on the show tonight. Now tell us, how long have you been playing WoW? Well, I started playing WoW on December 20th, 2006 at 9.30 a.m. Oh, that's specific. <laughs> I don't think I can pinpoint my my time like that. That's amazing. <laughs> the reason I know it is that's the same day that my ex-wife and I started our IVF program to get our kids. So that's how it's just one of those memorable days. You remember where you are, so I know exactly where I was when I got it. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know where were you when Kenny got shot, and where 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 when you started playing WoW. I mean, those are the dates mm-hmm. really that live in infamy. Yeah, you got to know the important stuff. (laughs) And, yeah, when you started playing well, it was one of those. (laughs) That's very true, yeah. So what's your main or your favorite character right now? Uh, Right now, since about mid-mop, I've been playing my hunter. It's the Twitter name of Spanky Hunter. All right. Yeah, I love playing it. Normally I play BM whenever possible because I love collecting all the pets. Oh, yes. But it's... Rating at the moment, the best is MM, so she's MM with a BM off spec. All right, sounds good. I understood all of that. That's that's scary. <laughs> I'm like, I got Beastmaster Marksman. I got this. Going solo, I got it. I'm there. Do you do the lone and, wolf thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best one to do. Look for, at that. Wow, look. My, my, my mythic team is where uh, 11 of 13 mythic now, so oh, we're congrats. pushing the fun stuff. Yeah, it's lots of fun. I love it. Can't get enough. So now for the most important question of the night. Who will you be challenging, either Freckleface or myself, here in the first ever round of HearthCast AOE for the year 2016? Oh, I think I'm going to take on Freckleface. Oh, oh boy. awesome. So Freckleface is going to teleport on out of the uh, studio here. There she goes. Alrighty. And, and as she heads on out... I'll have you take a little listen to this. Get ready to play HearthCast AOE. The game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer. And four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. All right, there's Spanky. All of our questions tonight uh, do come from Wowhead, uh, specifically in the Black Market Auction House portion of that website. Woo-hoo! So all of our questions have to deal with the Black Market Auction House. All righty. And let me get my timer set here. So are you ready, sir? Yep. I am ready to go. Your time starts now. Question one. What is the lowest level a player must be to access the black market auction house in Warlords of Draenor? Oh, in Warlords, I think it's 98. Question number two. What in gold is the maximum bid? 999,999 gold. Question number three. 
What percentage must a player increase the previous bid by? 5%. Question number four. What is the maximum safe bid that nobody can outbid you on in the black market auction house? 953,000 gold. And question number five. What in gold is the starting bid for a rare tabard on the black market market auction house? 10,000 gold. And time. Minute and 14 there, sir. Awesome. And <coughs> I am going to go grab Freckleface. Mm-hmm. And she's wandering the halls. <laughs> I'm back. How'd you wow. do? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. That was fun. Well, Freck, a little bit rough around the edges. A little bit rough. All these questions, Freck, come from Wowhead, in particular the Black Market Auction House section of Wowhead. Okay. You ready? I think so. Well, your time starts now. Question one. What is the lowest level a player must be to access the Black Market Auction House in Warlords of Draenor? Um, ooh. I would say either one or 90. I'm going to go with 90. Question number two. What in gold is the maximum bid? Um, 999,999 999 silver. I mean, that doesn't make sense. 999,999 gold. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Question three. What percent must a player increase the previous bid by? Five. Question number four. What is the maximum safe bid in which nobody can outbid you on in the black market auction house? Which nobody can outbid you? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that was the thing. E- Let's go with, I, I don't know, a million? A million. Sure. <laughs> okay. And what, in gold, is the starting bid for a rare tabard on the black market auction house? 10000 And time. Ooh, minute 26. Ooh. This is, uh, this is pretty close here, folks. I don't know. This is interesting. Ooh. You guys ready for the questions and answers here? I think so. Oh, yeah. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have that effect. (laughs) (laughs) So all these questions came from Wildhead in the the Black Market Auction House. And I ask you guys, what is the lowest level a player must be to access the Black Market Auction House in the Mist of Pandaria? Freckleface, you said 90. You're on the fence. You said it's either 1 or 90. You went with 90. Spanky Hunter, you chimed in at 98. The correct answer is 90. <laughs> Freck Ooh. with two points, or actually four points for getting that exactly right. Then I ask you guys, what in gold is the maximum bid on the market, uh, black market auction house? Freckleface, you said a bunch of nines. <laughs> nine, 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 yeah, nine. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Spanky, you said a bunch of nines, nine, 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 nine. Is that 999,999, right? So the same answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you guys said yeah. the same answer. 
which is actually the correct answer. Awesome. So you both actually split two points right there. Woo-hoo. Then I said, uh, what percent must a player increase their previous bid by? Freckleface, you said 5%. Really? 5%. No, no, no judgment. <laughs> and then Spanky Hunter also said 5%. Uh, where's his judgment? <laughs> it's nowhere because you're both right. It is 5%. So you both split those two points too. And then I said, what is a maximum safe bid where nobody can outbid you on the uh, black market auction house? Just don't even really understand that question. Well, but, so but, what? what is the maximum bid? 999. All right. Thousand. Okay, so just do some math. What is what is the bid you must outbid it by? 5%? Uh, yeah. So what is the maximum bid you can bid without somebody outbidding you? Freckleface, you said a million, which is actually over the cap of 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> Spanky Hunter said 953,000. The correct answer is $954,000. Oh, I knew but it was one of those. Spanky gets two points for being closer <laughs> to the right answer there. So do you get it? If, if you bid $954,000, okay, yeah, somebody cannot outbid right. you. Cannot so. outbid you. Yep. And then I asked the final question, what in gold is the starting bid for the rare tabards on the black market auction house? Freckleface, you said 10,000 gold. Spanky Hunter, you said 10,000 gold. The correct answer is 5,000 gold. So you both split the points, one point each, chiming in with Spanky Hunter at seven points and Freckleface at nine. Oh, <laughs> it came down really to that one right answer, yeah. and then because you guys are like yep. so close on all the other ones, which I barely got that one. Belt. Yeah, you were yeah. on the fence. If I'm you had gone with one <laughs> instead of your 90, <laughs> but I was pretty sure I got a quest to go see Madame Goya once I hit level 90. Yes, yeah. And it's well, it's since it's in that area, you have to be ninety to actually be in Warlords of Draenor area. So, well, what is so important to you there? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I maybe you can't even because the Grand is a ninety-eight zone and yeah. everything's just yeah. gonna eat you. It's gonna kill gotcha. you off. <laughs> maybe she doesn't talk to you if, if you're not ninety. I don't know. Go away, peasant. Probably. I don't know what she said. <laughs> Well, well, congratulations there, Freck, on your first win of the year. And thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, Spanky for challenging her. And, and, and oh, not, it was a lot of fun. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I'd get for a challenge. Oh. oh. <laughs> it starts early this year. <laughs> yes, that's why we call it heroic mode. <laughs> I'm just like LFR. <laughs> Do you have any uh, shout outs for us today, Spanky Hunter? Um, yeah, if anybody wants to reach me, I'm on Twitter. You can reach me at, at Richard Kearney J. That's K-U-R-N-I-E. And I'm usually heard on a lot of podcasts. I either write into them or I do voicemails, especially for G- Girls Gone Well, that one. Um, and, yeah, you can pretty much catch me on Twitter. That's the easiest spot to catch me. I'm usually spamming about WoW or Mythics or Pet Battles or everything about WoW because it's the only game I play. 
Now, another real easy way to find him on Twitter, if you just type in Spanky Hunter, he comes up that way as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I really had a lot of fun. Well, thank Thanks you. That was awesome. And we'll we'll have you back on again to challenge me and make it a little easier on you. <laughs> I'll just have to brush up on my wayhood skills, start studying a bit more. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to another website. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Freckleface, next time. <laughs> Hey, folks, while you're out there on the Internet, don't forget, head on over to hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon. That's going to take you right over to the Amazon website, and you're going to do all your shopping just like you normally do. You can sign up, get your dog food automatically delivered and all the other kind of stuff. The only difference is on the back end, a little bit of that what you spend comes our way. Your price doesn't change. It's all the same for you. We just get a little bit of advertising dollars sent our way which help us offset costs here at the studio. And we thank you for your support. Thank you to Squinty Eyes for giving us a rating on iTunes. If you want to do that, head on over to HearthCast on iTunes and give us a rating there. Thank you to everyone who participated in this week's Twitter discussion. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at HearthCastFreck and at HearthCastRoot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page. You can support HearthCast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grip Network.